Oh, this episode of Cinema Swirl was brought to you with the support of our fantastic backers over at patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. And hey, if you listen to this episode and you enjoy the Indiana Jones chats, then I've got good news for you. Right now on Patreon, we've got our review of Indiana Jones 4, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull on Cinema Swirl, our monthly exclusive bonus show where Kevin and I review bad movies. For $5 OTP backers, you know the deal by now. If you're interested and you want to find out more, head on over to patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. Right, let's get swirling. Cinema Swirl! That there podcast is looking mighty fine it's episode number 99 coming to you from the podcast <laughs> where we <laughs> sam's not seen any movies and hey. it's me kevin who is here with sam who was mentioned previously and we're looking at a special sequel edition this is the sequel to episode 98 that's right episode 99 aka episode 98 2 hi sam chaplin 2 here keep on chaplin in and welcome to sequel swell we've done a few of these some of the same names keep on cropping up keep on they do rising to the surface and never quite never quite making it battle of the franchises yes in fact i think ghostbusters had enough tries that it kind of really it just fell off it just you know yeah it might come back but it might not we might have had a chance but then ghostbusters afterlife came out didn't you and you just didn't have any left in you you didn't have any of that poison that fueled you (laughs) to get you through and that was it we were done with it also just to go back to the rhyme there i didn't laugh out loud but in my head i was thinking very good no thank now you that, now that is very good and so i just wanted to thank express you. that to you because there wasn't any audio feedback from me but i, I just want to say very good. I, I appreciate that Sam. Yeah. thank you you know i've often mentioned before that it's the thinking man's laugh when <laughs> someone correctly identifies something as being funny instead and yeah. just kind of and now we've reached the next layer the evolution it's almost like an ethereal form of that where you simply in your mind <laughs> <just> think <laughs> Now that's funny. Oh no, now that is good. Now that is good. And that, of course, my compilation of all my best rhymes will be coming out, which is, now that is good, one, now that is (laughs) good, 96, etc., etc. You can afford those in the future. But you don't want to then have to come up with rhymes for those, because they'll be numbered, and you know, it's it's a whole thing. And look, it is a sequel swirl, and we all know a sign of a good sequel was when you've been left on tenter hooks for the next installment and Mm. i'm going to bury the lead right now and say that while trying to come up with a rhyme for episode number 99 sam doth informed me of the difficult nature of episode number 100 which is upcoming and i've got one signed sealed and delivered (laughs) aka in the chamber don't worry folks episode 100 the sequel to episode 99 will be coming soon and it will be a special edition so yeah a very very special number to reach Mm. and i think that episode number 99 there's a certain roundness to that number that is also special yes now let's be fair let's be transparent we did consider trying to do ice cream films for this (laughs) or films released in the year 1999 and both of those categories had their problems and that that was the the silliest and most genuine message i ever got from sam was are there any ice cream movies (laughs) 
which was just like you couldn't help but smile and yeah. also rack the brain at the uh, same time. Uh, Go, well, is, well, is there? You yeah. know, I mean, we did Jack Frost over on Cinema Swill. It, I mean, it's very plain ice cream, you know, instead of flavor, it's a dad's soul, but it's still kind of like an ice cream. But after that, I'm, p- I'm sure we're exhausted. We'll have to wait till episode 199 and hope that someone has found one in the meanwhile. Yeah, here's hoping. I've seen all of the Cornetto trilogy and that is also a different ice cream. So it wouldn't it wouldn't work. So we're back with sequels. Three choices. We had uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The Last Crusade. We had Back to the Future Part Three, which the again Last Crusade. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. That film. Um, it's it's been been in the running plenty of times. What are you telling me that it's like not good or something like that? audience cinema well, swirl fan base with your own thoughts and feelings we can only ask you to take him to the dance so many times before feelings get hurt and robocop 2 which look, why are you why are you holding up three fingers when you said that <laughs> the third the third option was robocop 2 thank you now i i don't i don't want to step back into sam chaplin's controversy corner i won't it's fine but there was a, a few rumblings of that should be on swill if that's going to be a thing you know that Excuse- that yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, oh, I've read the replies. I've read the comments. Wow. A, a bit of a rumbling there. And that also reminded me that Robocop, we did Robocop, but it doesn't count as one of our official episodes. It's not, no. That no. episode was technically lost. Was lost. And then found. Found. And speaking as a child who got lost many times and then found again, you're not you no really part of the family after that, are you? You're not really... <laughs> yeah. Like, I knew after I got lost in Leisureland age three that I had kind of overstepped in line and that was it, really, you know? I don't want to, you know, muddy the waters and suggest that this is actually episode 100 because then, you know, it's it's one of those things where the Wikipedia page will have brackets and asterisks on it and and there's footnotes to kind of figure out what episode this actually is. This is episode 99, officially. It is official. Whatever other one we did that should have counted doesn't, doesn't count. Oh, you know what? it might be sam it could be that the puritans aka the real cinema swirl fan base Mm. didn't want robocop 2 to be chucked over in cinema swirl because it's the naff dude of a movie they instead wanted over there because they didn't want the broken lineage right the otherwise perfect seamless timeline they want those hundred episodes nice and rain there not this like sequel to an episode that isn't part of the chronology say what no, that would have been madness. So, I, you know what? Sheer madness. Glad it didn't win. I'm glad it didn't win. All right, I'm going to say it. I'm glad it didn't win. What did win was Indiana Jones 3, The hey. Last Crusade. Um, oh, I'm excited. This is my favourite Indiana Jones movie, by a good stretch, I will say, as well. Yes, and you told me that at the end of our previous Indiana Jones episode, because I've listened to the tail end of the indie episodes, just to fill myself in on what I thought. How jarring was the difference between 2015 <laughs> Sam and 2019 Sam? 2020. 2020 Sam, even. It was really... It, it, it put me in a weird mood hearing myself from 2015. I can't explain it any differently that, like... Oh, so much changed in those five years. Uh, I don't... But the thing is, right, and this is probably a weird thing to get into, I don't know if, as a listener, if you just started now from episode one and just listened all the way through, you'd notice that we were changing as as people. Well, I've gone on other, on other podcasts I've hosted, I have people tell me, and in person, so it counts like twice as much as tweets, yeah. that they had noticed and they were happy to see us 
change and right. grow and all that. And when I heard that, I was very happy because I mm. think always I want to strive towards personal growth. And when I heard that, I thought, that's great. I've done that now. And I can kind of put it to one side and I can just kind of be cool now forever, you know? And I'm happy yeah. with that. I'd already done that. So I think you've done it, Sam. And yeah. AKA, you don't need to do any more of that. So keep it locked in there now. <laughs> well, so the difference between 2015 and 2020 was pretty stark and pretty kind of like strange to listen to. I don't think the difference between 2020 and 2022 will be that different. I think like I've kind of settled in to like, you know, who I am, what I sound like, how I say things and that... and. From now on, it's just smooth sailing. I think if I recall that Indiana Jones, that was from that period of time where we were still doing the old school in-person recordings, even though both of our personal and professional circumstances were screaming at us at the top of our lungs that it was no longer viable. There I was driving back from three in the fucking morning after hearing Sam not like Indiana Jones. (laughs) Now I'm up in two hours to go teach in rural Lincolnshire. Maybe there was an issue there. Yeah. And my voice was was definitely lower in 2015. It was still in that era. So, right. AKA the hard Sam years. Yes. So I've got I've got the Star Wipe ratings and I've got what you said to me at the end of the last Indiana Jones episode that we did. So, the first film, I liked it but I didn't love it and I gave it 3 Star Wipes. So which is 3? You know, yeah. Yeah. I I think though that's one of those ones where you wanted to give it 2 and I was like, but it's a classic. Ah. Well, for Indiana Jones 2, I really sounded like I wanted to give it 1, um but I gave it <laughs> a, a generous 2. Because uh, I felt like it wasn't a one-star white movie. It wasn't. Fair. I didn't like it. It wasn't like I liked it, but didn't love it. It was like, I, I just didn't like it. Two star wipes. Now, you said this third one, Last Crusade, is your favourite, and you would be surprised if I didn't like it, is what you said. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think I'm confident in that now, as I was back then, perhaps even a little bit more so, just Ooh. because of... I think the nature of the dynamic in it, yeah. and we're going to meet our old friend, the disgraced and deceased Sean Connery. He is he is dead. Double D. He? Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Double. Yeah, okay. Just just checking, like you he's know. De- he's definitely Jeez. dead. I know. What you're all thinking. Imagine if he came back to life. Fucking hell. Don't you know, worry. Ah. We can speak ill of him. He's dead. <laughs> it's fine. It's all right. Exactly. Yeah. And remember, always speak ill of the dead, and yes. neither a lender or a borrower be and i think there is a familiarity with mr connery now and i feel yeah. like every time he's been in a movie on this show and over on cinema swill mm-hmm. we've invariably had a decent time i think because we have, I yeah think, i'm not sure if that's because of him but i think him and harrison ford i think that's a special a special combo i'm not going to explain mm. any more than that other than the two of them are there you know yeah. they're on the poster you posted it on social you know that much i'm assuming yeah yeah yeah. i've seen connery and and ford together at last you got a an idea of this last crusade well i mean i'll be honest with you we did the first one in 2015 we did the second one in 2020 i did also joke at the time that we should do the next one five years from 2020 so we're doing it a little a little bit early but that's fine I can't remember loads about the plot of either of these, really. And I think I remember the second one being almost its own standalone kind of story, right? You didn't really have to have watched Indiana Jones 1 to understand Indiana Jones 2. Oh, yeah, there were, there, were yeah. Stand, there were standalone adventures. Yes. You know, as long as you knew the basic, which is he is an archaeologist and the worst university lecturer <laughs> of all time. Yeah, you, you just kind of got a, a good character and you put him in different 
kind of situations where he's trying to uncover different bits of treasure. Um, so there's no like characters that I'm clinging to or hoping will return, other than obviously Indiana Jones. So I'm, I'm curious to see what Sean Connery's role is. What would you cast him as? You know, if you're to to dreamcast here now, like because you know, in my head, in my head, in terms of visualizing the two men, I'm one of the the dreadful Nazis <laughs> that's coming round. Uh, the Third Reich. Uh. <laughs> I know that this is factually incorrect, but if I picture the two men in my head, they're roughly the same age. I know they're not, but like in the, the way that I'm thinking about them, they're sort of similar age. You've got grumpy old men complex brewing here. I think. Yes, I'm wondering if Sean Connery is was at age level to be Harrison Ford's dad indiana jones's dad maybe that's who he is interesting or i don't know like a, a colleague an old mentor he does have and i love this word a professorial uh, Ooh, element yeah. to him always yes professorial he's got that. funereal <laughs> ethereal that's right it's 2022 the year of the aerials <laughs> <laughs> oh well what a nice bowl of uh... A nice bowl of Ariels. I was going to say, did you, did you catch the Ariels down at the Corn Exchange there with Sabian? They were fucking amazing, man. Fucking amazing. Made me rethink everything. Best British band ever. But I don't know who's going to be, but my, my suspicion is dad. I've got a dad okay. suspicion. That could be wrong. Indiana and his dad? I mean, you think that's a chip off the old block, that's my boy? Or do we think it's like my father? Right, here's what I'm picturing, okay? Strained both strained and estranged relationship Ooh. okay so he's not seen his dad strange estranged would you say strange as well so i think they've got a strained estranged mm. strange relationship <laughs> and it's one for the ages because i think and i've become estranged from my family recently <laughs> and uh we're still working out what that actually means yeah in the in the group chat <laughs> I think the Sean Connery dad out of the picture for a while, then comes into the picture, possibly to try and get some, um, I was going to say to get some booty, but I mean like some 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 pr- treasure, you know, possibly like, oh, Indiana Jones has uncovered this. Oh, suddenly dad turns up to try and, you know. Oh, you like you John know. Lennon's dad did in that, in that <laughs> movie about John Lennon. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't like my father. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh, all right. You know, just thought I'd come up and enjoy the spoils of my son's riches. And so you think, oh, he's a cynical dad trying to profiteer from his successful archaeological and adventuring mm. son. But through the oh, process... You thought the of- centrist dad was bad. <laughs> cynical dad. Ooh. Through... All politicians are bad. I don't like any of them. But um, and I think you know if, um, if if he if he were to then prove himself in an adventure that they went on together, a kind of mm. odd odd couple dynamic. You know that the, the old wounds still haven't healed, but by the end of it, yeah. you know they're better together and they love each other. And uh, you say that now, but you've seen Indiana Jones four, have you not? If I recall from uh, uh, yes. earlier conversations, Sean Connery nowhere to be seen. So maybe the wounds are healed, the relationship is saved on Sean Connery, the character's deathbed. <laughs> right, right, I see. So I, thought like, you, I thought you were going to say the wounds have healed, but the rot has set in. You know, <laughs> yes. and uh, that is kind of a permanent uh, emotional wounds healed, physical wounds some real problems going on to the extent that Sean Connery might have to sacrifice himself for his son. 
I'm just I'm just guessing at plot here and what they could do. I don't even know if he's the dad. I, I don't know why, but even in a movie, the idea of Sean Connery sacrificing himself to save someone seems like absolutely no. That would not <laughs> he happen. Do it. Never. Well, He'd rip that script right up. I think I remember saying that the first five or ten minutes of Indiana Jones two felt very Bond like. Yeah, that's true. He was not just because he had a nice tuxedo on him as well. No, so I think it makes sense to cast Connery, especially at that point in time as a kind of slightly past it someone reminiscing about a bygone era where they were going on adventures and you know being a kind of slick schmoozer which is, is a real cornerstone of the indiana jones brand look i'm, I'm just look i'm freeballing i'm guessing it's a lad and dad adventure i think that's that's what i'm gonna go with baddies what do you think we're dealing with Nazis, stereotypes, who's coming for Indy and the gang this time? Well, look, we've had the Nazis previously. And we will be having sexy communists, but that's not yet. Not yet, but... uh, Not yet. To be honest, I can't wait. And the sexy communists are going to be behind a paywall, unfortunately. (laughs) Sit of a swill, baby. As they always are, which is a real shame. (laughs) Which is not what they would want. Um, right, so I think, um, what was the, who was the villain in the second one? What was like the core it was the, villain? Uh, uh, see, I feel like there's no way to describe him that's not offensive. I'm okay. going to say the, the witch doctory uh, type oh, guy. Oh, yeah, 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 right, yeah. So, you know. who can we offend this time? Or, uh, what? Who's been pissing off George Lucas and Spielberg <laughs> this time, like? I don't, Hollywood. I don't want to guess. I don't know. There must be a baddie. I don't think Sean Connery's the baddie, by the way, but he okay. I suppose he could be. No, he's the daddy, not the baddie. You've already guessed that. Yes, and he's not a baddie daddy. He might be a bad dad, but he's not the baddie daddy. Those are very different vibes. They're completely different. It's it's where you put those extra DYs, it makes all the difference. Oh, I was going IE. I don't know what this Y business is. <laughs> oh. Yeah. What, what, yeah. Daddy, daddy with an IE. It's such a, <laughs> I don't like that. Well, that's, what, that's what my, my ketchup and brown sauce is an IE. Oh, if yeah. I saw a Y, I'd slap it out of your hands. Oh, I thought don't that was put that on your sandwich. So I thought that daddies must be because they were multiple daddies who all together owned a source company. And that was daddies's. Is, and so they, you know. Ah. Uh, because if it was just your dad, it would be daddy with a Y, right? Dad sauce. Dad's, this is dad's sauce, and that's just written on. Dad's sauce, and it smells of cedar wood, and you won't like it. (laughs) And I'm giving it to you for Father's Day. (laughs) (laughs) As Tesco said, I shouldn't. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I, I don't, I don't know who the baddie is, and I don't know what the treasure is that they're. Indiana Jones is on on the on the hunt for, or what he's Ooh. adventuring for, or if even if he will be adventuring, but he must do. This is the last crusade. I mean, I would say there is a clue in the title there, yeah. but that might involve some sort of knowledge of the history of England, and I doubt that would probably. Uh... Yeah, I've not I've not got that, mate. For for most English, it begins and ends with made up bollocks about <laughs> swords and dragons. <laughs> I don't think he's going that far back in time. So, oh, do I want to get into asking what a crusade is? Or does that really show me up as a as a fool? No, no, no. We'll we'll wait. We'll wait. We'll do that in the post-world. It's always more fun to do it then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've got a sort of idea in my head of what it could be, but... I feel that I have maybe, like... 
Like, if it hadn't been for that comment I made at the end mm. of that last one, I felt like you would have just been, like, coming in here going, fuck this, I've seen three of the four, I didn't like any of them. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> why would I like the fourth one? And I realise now that there's perhaps an enhanced pressure on a mm. perhaps throwaway comment that I made at the end of an episode that was made in earnest just to make it seem like it's not all bad. But we're about to find out whether or not you kind of reject the Indiana Jones franchise as a whole. Yes. But before we do that, should we take a little old, a little dip into the, the mail the mailbag? Have a little Ah yes. You're re- rejecting segues as a whole there <laughs> into the mailbag. <laughs> Welcome to the mailbag. Thank you hey. for sending your mail in to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. In our 99th edition of the mailbag, I think, maybe. I don't know. We didn't do it in the first episode. Didn't do it in the first episode. Uh. But we would do we would we would have done it in the Robocop one. You're right. There we yeah. go. We're, look, it see, it yeah. all evens out now. It all evens out. Good good thinking, Sam. On your feet. Yeah. Yeah. When did the mail look, we're we're getting to we're we're heading towards the hundo and we're getting nostalgic and trying to work out, you know. I was like, when did the mailbag jingle come in? Because I remember having to write that and you know, wh- when was this? But that doesn't matter, right? What does matter is that Martin has written in and Martin said the following. Dear Kevin and Sam, first of all, thanks for the fantastic podcast. It keeps getting better and better. Now I, I wouldn't typically what a question. I wouldn't what a question. <laughs> wouldn't typically read praise, but when I listened to myself in 2015, I think I needed the reassurance of someone saying it keeps getting better and better. <laughs> like a few. That's yeah. good. Oh, like, okay, good. So, and then we get an, e- an email next week where it's like, I'll oh, bring back them surly, low-talking <laughs> lads from 2015. They were so tired and sexy and really funny, uh, you know. So uh, Martin's question is as follows: Into which classic film would you substitute in the character of Mary Poppins if such a thing were possible? Uh, Martin writes Ooh. personally. I'd replace Harvey Keitel's character in Pulp Fiction with Mary, as I feel that she would be more efficient and musical Very in her good. efforts to coordinate the disposal good. of a headless corpse. And of course, you know, Vincent Vega, he likes to dance, doesn't he? So yeah, he'd yeah. do a little... Have a little bop. You know, he'd do the little, little bop about. The Pac-Man thing, and, you know, Mary would do it as well, and it'd be a bit of fun. And she'd, oh, uh. Now, I, I had a little think about this. I was going with Swirl Films. Mm? I was thinking, I don't know who you'd swap her with, but I think just pop her into the world of Snatch. You know, and I think she just, <laughs> I think bit, bit of best of British, bring her in, you know, get those lads you know, a bit more prim and proper. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. Just sort, sort them out, you know? Sort and them out. Those know. sausages would finally get cooked if Mary Poppins they was won't. there to help out. So that's that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like there's a way where we could do this where we end up just thinking about the movies that we've covered that featured the dirtiest rooms and then just put <laughs> her in there. And I Snatch feel like one of we have taken one of the most magical, whimsical characters in history and just turned her into a cleaner, which feels like we're not doing our part here. Then we're like, I just stick her around the fucking dude's place. You could do a once-over, like, you know, yeah. the, the old dirty old cups and all that i was going to say recency bias notwithstanding Mm. i think she'd be great in (laughs) (laughs) i think she'd be great in hellraiser because if she came in and saw that collection of like bile and sinew and she'd be like woo and she'd make all the blood a spoonful of blood makes the sex pest come alive you know, it would all it would all work, and it would be less scary then, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, 
Yeah, I think so. She de- she definitely streamlined the process of getting the blood down to uh, Frank. And I couldn't help but think he'd be less smelly and less gross looking. You know, she'd make it a bit nicer, like, you know. I think so, yeah. And get, get him wearing clothes at the appropriate time when he wouldn't make them all messy by exactly. insisting on wearing a shirt too early. She would recognise the appropriate moment for, say, a PVC tank top for Frank, yeah. which he was sorely needing while he was ruining all the good shirts that had been yes. done out for him already, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would also maybe put her in, like, anywhere it's a little bit like it could use a little bit of an uplifting aura or whatever. So I feel yeah. like you might pop her in there in con air, keep them in line okay. a little bit. Like, you know, maybe it wouldn't become quite the all to do that it was if old Mary was sitting in coach there making sure everything was all right. <laughs> when you were saying there was a bit of an aura, I was like, well, I was worried you were going to go with Passion of the Christ. And I was like, I'm not sure where, where, she, where she would fit in with that one. I mean, you know, clean the cross afterwards, maybe. I don't know, like, you know. I, I mean, I, I love the juxtaposed vibe, but I think there's a level to it where I get, it would be too too much. I don't think she can come in there. I know, at the end of the movie, then, as she comes in, she takes him down off the cross and oh. let's go fly a kite. You two Barabbas, come on, up to the highest height. Imagine that. Easter would be so much more fun. Oh, yeah. I mean... Martin, this is a hell of a question because it's just fun to imagine, you know, popping, Great. Pop, popping a bit of poppins in wherever. Yeah. If so. Anyone at home, if you want to do an Operation Dumbo drop and drop in Mary Poppins, Operation Mary Pop, let us know. <laughs> pop an email to cinemaswirl.gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. And if you've got any other correspondence, bits and bobs, questions, send them on in. All right, let's seal up the mailbag. We'll put it in some old tomb... Or cave or something, and all right, we're, we're we're past the Jesus Christ thing now. You're, no, no, you're, you're... No, 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 not not that. But we'll leave it for a adventurer, an archaeologist to oh. uncover later. Ah. And by that point, Martin's message will seem like a, a, a like a prophecy or something really exciting. A prophecy, yeah. Not that it wasn't exciting, Martin. Well, I've got a prophecy for you, Sam <laughs> Chaplin. I think we're going to go do a cinema swirl. Let's go do a cinema swirl. Hey, it came true. Sam, I know you like indie music, so how did you get on and your initial gut reaction to indie Anna Jones 3, The Last Crusade? Oh, 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 that was good, that was good. I like that movie, it was really good, I had a good time with that film, that was more like it, I thought it was cool, I, you know, I'm just, I was scared, you know, running away, it's for the best that all stopped isn't it it's just oh. they, they stopped that didn't they oh. all that Look. all that music all them sound effects just stopped cards on the table i think it's the superior version and i'm not joking <laughs> i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it. i'm putting it out there come for me in the replies cards on the table if one version of that song contributed more to brexit it was that version <laughs> 
<laughs> it was that version. No. Look at that. The knowing no. laugh of recognition. You know it's true. Th- that could be said of hard fi perhaps, but the future <laughs> heads, I don't think so. <laughs> Well, Sam, we've had a couple of dalliances with old Harrison Fjord, and I know yes. that he has impressed on previous installments, but I know he has mm-hmm. bemused in his, his main outings as the hard-headed and fedora-capped master of archaeology and whimsy that is Indianapolis Jones. And I know that you had two badens or two less than good experiences, but yeah. you seems to be a little bit more positive this time because unlike me, you took that song to be as a, as a positive expression. Yes. So look, here's my actual initial gut reaction. That's more like it. You know, that's, there we go. That's more like it. That's exactly what you want. You want in the third installment of a beloved trilogy to finally hit the, that's more like it. That's more like it. And then have a good 20 or so years. And then you go, not like that. (laughs) So so here's, here's my reaction to the three films. Number one, that's it. Number two, that's less like it. Number three, that's more like uh-huh. it. And so, yeah. But then that, that implies that the first one was the pinnacle, but I don't... Uh, uh, right, okay. It, that This was the right thing. I enjoyed could, this. Could you also say that part three was, that was the way, aha, aha, you liked it? Yes, I could say that. Good to know. I won't, but I could. We are yeah. doing Indie 4 over in Cinema Swill, right? That is the plan. Yeah, yeah. The stupid plan. <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited to talk about that film. That's going to be a belter, I think. Fond memories. Fond memories. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know? You never forget your first Indiana Jones film. You I'm don't. Just say, no. So. You, you never forget your first close encounter of the fourth kind, which uh, I believe we'll be uh, having a bit of fun of that later over on the old uh, mm. patreon.com slash cinema swirl. But hey, we went back in time to start things off. And I know what you're thinking. Yeah. Indiana Jones is already back in the time of the olden Nazi time. Even further back. Back further to the back. time of Boy Scouts. Mm. Remember those? I mean, so, I do remember those. Stanley's dander was up immediately because there were horses on screen, um, which he thinks are just big dogs. So he was a bit uh, upset at those horses. And I know what you're thinking, Sam. You wouldn't be taking Stanley to the kingdom of Rohan. I mean, the Rohirrim, <laughs> Theoden et al. would not be impressed, I think. No. And also, dogs aren't allowed. But Sean, <laughs> there's a little spoiler slash vindication for me in the credits that were coming up at the start. Sean Connery as Professor Henry Jones. So I'm like, he's related. He's related. Guy, he's related he's to a, our he's Indiana. He's a fun here. uncle, isn't he? And that's what Sean Connery ultimately is. <laughs> Is the ultimate fun uncle for a certain time, and we get a we get a returning appearance of River Phoenix as young Indiana Jones, who we last saw in the old Stand by Me. Didn't we saw River. He is so so good at doing young Indy. It is ridiculous. Yes. So good at doing young Harrison Ford to the point where all of you big Star Wars fans out there, and I know we all have our favorite Star Wars movie, Solo. Uh, <laughs> So low were the scores on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes that none of you went out and saw the great movie about Han Solo. But I think that the guy that they got, the guy they bred in a test tube to be young Han Solo, people go, oh, he must have paid very close attention to Harrison's performance. I submit Mm. that perhaps he threw a casual glance at the powerhouse performance of young River Phoenix here, who is nothing if not a conduit for old Harry Ford. Oh, yeah. Excellent casting and, and a lovely bit of business from River here. Made me want to watch the young Indiana Jones Chronicles again back in my granny's house. Oh, 
without the sound on. <laughs> that was the thing my granny would do. She would put on really interesting things on the telly, but never have the sound on. It was just kind of... My, my granny was doing ambience before YouTube was even a thing, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Little Indy, he's nicking a golden crucifix from a bunch of grave robbers on a Boy Scout expedition. He just happens to be there. Do you like how they flip reversed it and it made you think that, oh, there was Indiana Jones and instead it was a crook and a couple of guys going, whoa, 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 yes, whoa, the, the, the whoa. <laughs> And one of the crooks is bloody Sean Astin, isn't it? One of the little, I think one of so. the little crooks. Yeah. 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 Playing there we go. a figurative crook, not a literal crook, in the way no. that he stole all oh, of no, our no. joy <laughs> by his antics. His uh, <laughs> fanphobic antics over the years. Oh no, is he fanphobic? Not a fan of the fans. I mean, for what it's worth, I've heard people saying that of all the people that they've paid 150 quid to queue up to get a picture of at a convention, that he was the least fun. Okay. And he also Fair wrote enough. an autobiography, which was like, there and back again with a bunch of ungrateful cunts who uh, <laughs> never gave me, who never gave me my shoe. <laughs> So Indy, from a young age, has his principles. He thinks the crucifix belongs in a museum. And there's nice little glimpses here, because there's a bit where he sort of drops off a small cliff onto his horse, but completely misses it, because he's oh. not hes not quite yet full Indy. He's not the uh, finished article, as we would say. He's a draft at this point, a draftsman. Yes. Or drafts boy, I guess. Lovely chase sequence on a train, running along the kind of roof of the train. Nice tracking shot that lasts longer than you expect, but you, you savour every minute of you it. Know, you know what I think is particularly great about I know this is this is in like all indie movies I know but I think it's here mm. most and I think every single one is exactly like this is like a 10 course tasting menu and every single thing I like is, is a delight and something I love but instead of dishes it's chase sequences and I love a good chase sequence but this yeah. this movie has got so many of them and they're all so well done music action looks still great for you know there's a couple of maybe borderline ropey looking green screeny bits but man we'll get to that I'm here for a train chase any day of the week. Yeah. And I like as well that every two seconds something happens that is like, I don't know, it was very video gamey. You know, it reminded me of the great yeah, feeling yeah. I would get playing an Uncharted game, which I guess this is what they're pursuing uh, in those video games, oh, yeah. is this this aesthetic of like just falling into random holes. You think, oh, he's screwed. He's going to get, this child is going to be murdered by this sexy man. And then he falls <laughs> in. Ah, no, there's a rhino. Ah, there's a lion. Ah, there are snakes. Ah, there's a magician's box. Even scarier. <laughs> You know, the scariest, of, the scariest of them all, <laughs> manna. I mean, it felt a little bit I'm a celeb. Uh, young Indy getting dunked into these boxes of creepy crawlies. I know, it's ridiculous though, because uh, young Indy here, he's actually uh, Henry Jr. He's a sitting member of Parliament, which is ridiculous <laughs> that he was on this adventure to be begin with. It. He shouldn't be doing it, no. Yeah, no, I think us laughing at him eating a, a kangaroo knob is not, not enough. But Indy doesn't do that, as far as we see. No, what we see here is why Indiana Jones became the same man as Bam Margera. A fear of snakes <laughs> and a pursuit of of ultimate truth that's what it is a yeah. fact I'm Indiana Jones what will I do next well I mean you know him with his dad and he's like Bam I'm just trying to read the newspaper and he comes <laughs> no <laughs> stop <laughs> I, I like the little um, disappearance in the magic caboose, by the way, and the, the term magic caboose. Sorry, what? what's, like, what's you know, that? I love that. The magic cart on the train. So there's like this. Outside of complimenting my wife, I've not heard that <laughs> phrase in a while. Magic caboose. <laughs> 
There's the snake caboose, there's the lion caboose, and at the end, there's a magic caboose. And I think magic caboose is a, is a great compliment to give. Again, you just um, said to me, like, you said, like, there's a lion's arse, there's a snake's arse, no, and there's a magical that, arse, and they're all right. great, like... That's where that term for arse comes from, is it means, like, rear train carriage. Really? So you're, like, you're, you're carrying a caboose, wow. because the caboose is, like, the... So the, there's a magic caboose at the end. I now, think here's a question. Is, a good... is it a special rounded <laughs> end of the train, or... Or is by default any end of a train a caboose? Look, I'm not a caboose yeah, expert. As you say, we might be heading to the world of engineering now, and it might not be very fun for the listeners. <laughs> but I think a, a, a caboose is definitely like a train cart. Okay. And now I'm thinking about what is, where is a snake's arse? Because you mentioned a, a snake caboose, and where, where is the arse of a snake? Oh, you see, the snake, because uh, it has extra senses, when its tongue comes out, it's always you know, it's almost like tasting yeah. the air, but it's also trumping the air as well. Going, <laughs> Okay. They are uh, the rudest animals in the animal kingdom. <laughs> Farting out their mouths. Indy manages to make it out of the magic caboose, runs home to the Jones house, and we do see... Well, we don't see Papa... Papa Jones here. Now this is some uh, clever we, we uh, anti-aging techniques, which is they just don't show him. And Not showing like, his face. Sean, can you do a slightly higher voice? Indy! Oh, there we go. Perfect. Sam, do you reckon that you and I could have done with having a formative train ride like this where we encounter a man who we would then dress exactly like and fall into a cart that will deter... It, this is basically like an RPG. You're creating your character at the start and this is why they have all these various bits... Like you would have fallen into a, a Pepsi caboose, for instance. You had that adventure where you were being chased by that podcaster, and at the end, he gave you his uh, blue yeti. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking with that anti-aging technique of just not showing the face. I'm wondering if when Martin Scorsese did that Netflix film yeah, and the like, made Robert De Niro all young, if he'd have just you know cut off from the neck up, it would have been much easier and much much cheaper to I, get it done would have been a that, lot but, um, more seamless i can guarantee you that sam also a niche casting observation indy's got a little boy scout mate who i think is incredible because he looks this kid looks like a cartoon caricature yes, yes. of like an early 20th century boy scout like it's sure, ridiculous yeah. how much he was like he a, looks like a cartoon yeah human. he was like a cartoon <laughs> character he was absolutely amazing when he yeah. when he rushes in afterwards out of breath with his, i was like it's weird like i was expecting him to have his little trumpet or whatever it was fantastic it was excellent yeah he looks like he'd give you a tutorial in a video game about being a boy scout in the early days it was very very good and i also observed as well that indiana jones the mean streak that comes from his father insisting that he counts to 20 in greek like he's boris johnson or something like that <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, it would be enough to, to turn you into Indiana Jones. But the, the chief grave robber who ends up getting the crucifix gives him the famous hat. There's the they pass over the hat and you go duh, 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 duh. he's got he's got why the hat you, now. Why would you keep that? Me. I don't respect the dead kid. Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> There's no such thing as consecrated ground. And we cut to, you know, older indie. It's modern day, but it's a horrible alternate universe where modern day is dirty 1938. You know? That'd be like if you arrived there in the time machine, you'd be like, hey, have you got another pound coin that we can have, you know, (laughs) plug into this and maybe uh, uh, try another year? (laughs) He's still after the same old crucifix. He's nicked it back from the original bloke. Not the guy with the hat, but a guy with a different hat. Nicked it back. Nearly gets thrown overboard. Breaks free. There's a big storm. It's sort of a mini chase sequence, this. He's it getting is. off a boat. He's, he's running off. I mean, it was to the point where I was like, fair fucks, lads. You've given me a whole big 
fancy boat going overboard stormy sequence mm-hmm. and we were here for like three minutes maybe is that it is yeah, yeah. it is an opulent movie sam it is uh, unctuous <laughs> in its use of set pieces it is unctuous we get an exploding boat i mean that's yes. you know that's a showstopper choice there but the show doesn't stop uh, indy goes back to old stuffy university say guys it's not about you know adventures and that it's about research and reading and books uh, but little do those students know he's been out there on an exploding boat uh, but he's like oh just re- read some dusty old books and you know what, Sam? So, I couldn't help but notice in our third outing here with Indy that as, as much as he is a paragon of virtue in his own mind, this supposed lecture of Egyptology, who I'm just saying Offset should give more than a cursory glance to, he seems <laughs> to still find himself in the pocket of big museum. He can't help but be a slave yeah. to the... And I mean, there is a school of thought that says that museums are a moral absolute right, and I feel like I can't discuss that with you, an Englishman, because that is a pretty skewed view of the world give us back our giant bones no i thought i'd ask i thought i'd ask (laughs) it's worth a go (laughs) so indy meets with walter donovan a noted museum contributor i call him a fop if i sam if if that's a correct use of the term he is a bit of a fop fop. yeah he's a bit of a fop he's certainly not dandy but he's brought a, a big old tablet must be one of the pro ipads with information about the um the the actual holy grail like the legit holy grail this guy is now literally yeah not only is he in the pocket of a big museum he's been taken off here now for this this fancy private meeting where he does as well by the way is promised champagne a fancy dinner and a word i had to google which was an honorarium which is basically an an honorarium is basically just a big fat envelope with your fucking take inside you know a little little taste of the action he is essentially a champagne socialist i think we should be saying this right here first and foremost yeah yeah in the sense that i don't know what that term socialist means no (laughs) but but you know what champagne means Means i don't he's drinking champagne i don't like him it makes him a champagne socialist right socialist okay Yeah, 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 yeah 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 So this guy, uh, Walter, says that every man's dream is eternal youth. Is that your dream? Would you dream for eternal youth? I mean... Do you want to keep going forever? But there's a difference between eternal youth and eternal life, right? Yeah. It's true right eternal life mm-hmm. seems to be like i could live forever but it could be in some sort of a horrible death becomes her situation and i find myself becoming a horrible grotesque bag of bones and a zombie and a kitschy icon for gay culture yeah, yeah. i don't want that <laughs> that's not my place you know but no, you know on no. the other hand eternal youth i feel like someone has only come into my own in my like mid to late 20s onwards and i'm in my 30s now i'm kind of as happiest with who i am that i've ever been imagine being like fucking 19 forever jesus fucking christ awkward eternity no thank you and i think the cortinas would have to rewrite that song um there's a so you know because you you are 19 forever (laughs) <laughs> I wouldn't want to live forever, I don't think. Nah. You know, we, uh, okay, nah. I will live, I will take up your opportunity of living forever, but I should be allowed to kill myself if I really yeah. want to, okay? You can make the choice at a time that you see fit. Life is for the living, but I think those with eternal life should be given an out. Yes, fair enough. The tablet has a big, big missing portion, though. Sh- should have bought that screen protector that they offered you. And the... the, the <laughs> 
The project's leader, assigned by Lord Sugar, because he wasn't cutting his weight in the previous task, has gone missing, and Indy's sent to, you know, we, you need to go and find him and, and resume the mission. But the project leader is Indy's dad. What? It's a old, old man Jones. Indy, I got some crazy thing for you. We've basically got a trail of various clues, the first of which I'm going to give you now, which will take you to various set pieces across the world. Mm. And I hope you've packed your lunch, because it's going to be an adventure. You know what I love, and I, I can't remember if this is in the other indie movies I assume it is a red line on an old map moving up and down yeah. I love that best way That's to travel great. best way to travel right, you know <laughs> can't get enough of it oh, I'll tell you Absolutely what going it. on a red line sticking your head out the side way <laughs> Amazing stuff, right? <laughs> you can see all the names of the places. So Indy and his uh, his mate Marcus, they're heading off to Venice now. Oh, this is for the uh, the boring puzzle bit. Like, you know, there's always one of these in one of these yeah, games. Yeah. You have to do this kind of tedious <laughs> library puzzle-based thing. Roman numerals and all that, like... They meet a woman called Elsa, who is ostensibly Indy's dad's colleague, oh, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? But she's sort of the love interest slash villain here for Indy. Well, I will uh, say is there was immediate red flags and alarm bells with her in her willingness to be like, yeah, let's smash the library floor. Like, let's <laughs> absolutely fuck it up. And they try and time it when the guy's yeah. doing his stamp. I would have just farted loudly, personally, you know, but that's the snake in me, you know? I did like the little librarian stamp goof. That was funny. And when he stamps it and it makes a big, loud, smashy noise. Is this what escape rooms are like? Because I've still not actually done any escape rooms. Is that is that the, the gimmick here? That you just kind of do rubbings, point at numbers, I was going to say, like, smash I, a I don't want to give you a bad idea that you go into an escape room and you start smashing shit up, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll tell you, if you're in an escape room and someone comes in and tells you to stop, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I'm fucking escaping. Ah! Okay. <laughs> and so Indy smashes into the floor because that's where the, there's a little number puzzle and he, he realises it's the floor. Elsa's straight down there, straight into the hole. Indy comes down too. It's a rat house! Meanwhile, some lads in Fez's knock out Marcus and drag him away. Good jokes in Indiana Jones films. Oh, I yeah. kind of forgot that. Um, Solid little gags visual gags throughout. Lots of visuals, lots of little quips. Indy saying, oh, rats. And then you pan down and there's rats. Good. I'm not really scared of rats. I don't, I don't want to. That's not. It's a weird flex. But I, people are quite worried about rats. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'd rather a thousand rats than one spiddly. That's what I'm going to say. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just think. Yeah. Like, I think you're underestimating the power of a thousand rats because a thousand rats could, you know, mm. shred all the they, flesh off your body. Whereas one spiddly didn't yeah. just make you go, ah, and then you jump off ah. a bridge in, in fear or something like that. You know. So yeah. both dangerous in different ways. But I will say sure. these were Hollywood rats, so they were all very handsome, all very well looking. <laughs> yes. You know, all very very you know photogenic. <laughs> Obviously trying to get, you know, the attention of some of the agents here. Elsa goes through something that can be best be described as damselification here, where as soon as all the rats and icky things appear, she's like, Hey, hey, oh, Indy. And yes. the only way she can move is on his shoulder. That's the only way that she can effectively <laughs> locomote. Well, I mean, to be fair, he picks her up out of this, like, sort of sludgy water. We're talking about I'm a Celebrity. This is now giving me Fort Boyard vibes. It's going from different kind of, you know... Did you ever watch Fort, Fort I, I did watch Fort Bird. I may have missed yeah. the one where they went through the tunnels filled with petroleum, but, you know, that may have been one of the later seasons where they wanted to spice it up. And you're all wearing these big nylon jumpsuits, so you know when that flame goes, yeah. it's going to be extra spicy for you. So they, they find the right tomb. Indy's doing his little rubbing 
of the extra tablet information. It's one of the uh, rare in-the-field uses of trace paper that you will find. Yeah. I defy anyone to carry trace paper on them in an adventurous environment and it not get ruined immediately. I mean, come on, it's trace paper. I think, you know, history and geography teachers should show this clip to kids to kind of say, look, see, see, it works for Indy and it's actually yeah. worthwhile as doing this. Now let's all go destroy the library, kids. <laughs> <laughs> so the petroleum water is on fire. There's rats in the flame water, but they managed to come out through a little little manhole in the middle of a restaurant outside dining area. So they're they're safe. Can I just say as well, the number of times in this movie where I was like, ah, the reason why I enjoyed The Mummy so much is probably because of like a lot of stuff from this. Like a lot of what makes this movie good, and I'm not saying it's a ripoff or anything, I'm just saying that it's it's from the same playbook of that kind of yeah, the, yeah. the mucky adventure, the the quips, them coming out like covered in shit and petrol and rats and like people be like, excuse me, while they're having their coffees. <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah, good times. Very good times. Yeah. There wasn't a monocle splashing down into a cup, but I feel like, you know, spiritually there was. You know, right? This feels extremely Bond. This next sequence, because we got like, a so... did it, it, did it, it, boat chase, <laughs> boat chase through Venice. Oh, Elsa's dr- like driving the boat while Indy's fighting a guy on the. And I think both the fact that they're being chased by a man in a fez makes it a little bit more James, like seventies James Bond, where it's like ah, <laughs> yes. a local, ah. <laughs> ah, big explosions. You could put Bond music on this Absolutely. sequence, and it would fully read as Bond, and you so wouldn't even question it. Fucking good! It's so good. It's very good. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Because like Joe's playing Grand Theft Auto Five at the moment, where every other mission is like kind of a big set piece action. Oh, you're on this vehicle that flies into this vehicle, and I'm not gonna lie, yeah. I've been getting a little bit jealous. And then watching this movie, I felt yeah. I could vicariously live through this movie because again, that's another set piece. This is worth three for three now. And they're all great. So it turns out the Fez lads, which I'm sure is not the name of their group. The Fez um, lads. Were, How dare were, you? Were just trying to keep, they were just trying to keep the grail safe. They were sw- they're protecting the grail. They're part of the cruciform sword order. It sounds like a group of people mm. who would come to my Catholic school and be like, you've got to learn about why one of these things that we do is extremely important. Then let's have a really tense benediction. Fuck, all right, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Cruciform sword order has a really chewy mouthfeel, doesn't it? That's there's a lot of it is yeah. good. Ooh. It's good. So the first fella's like, oh, okay, you care about the Grail too, so I'll tell you where your dad is. And so they're heading towards dad. Now Elsa and Indy, who you know, they're both attractive people, and they've had two capers now, which increases the sexual tension yep. tenfold. <laughs> They have a little scene together with some some tension, and then they start kissing sort of angrily. I hate you. Um, <laughs> and it's basically, I hate you, I hate you as well. But that's just how romance works. I will say, I thought it was very funny that they were like, oh, well, you can't talk to me like that. And they're like, well, you know, you're the most annoying person I've ever met. And then they kiss uh. him, like, don't kiss me, you fucker. Like, I'm going to kiss you right back, you <laughs> sick son of a bitch. And then when she bit his ear, admittedly slightly too hard, that would have just killed it straight away. It would have all, all went, <laughs> no, 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 that was, that was too much. That was too much. Indy doesn't like fast women. What is that? Fast What's a women? fast woman? Uh, is that because she was piloting the boat? Is that fast <laughs> like woman? You were, you were simply too fast. To like fast women. If you don't like that she's fast, you'll hate it when she's a Nazi, which is all the time. <laughs> She's a Nazi. <laughs> they travel to Austria. I really like Indy doing a bit of espionage by doing silly characters. But oh, to be fair, I didn't. 
I didn't recognise that the accent was meant to be Scottish. Yeah. Until the bloke wow. guarding the door was like, oh. Uh. Yeah, this <laughs> so see you Jimmy fucking bullshit. Harrison uh. Ford shows his arse. There's a blind spot in his <laughs> acting repertoire and it's anything even tangentially meant to be Scottish. It's a very funny scene. But there's, there's Nazis here in this castle. Oh, and let me tell you, let me tell you, this is from a boy who got escaped from Castle Wolfenstein on the PC, the 90s remake or whatever, and spent a long time yeah. being like, oh, look at the lovely hills and the night. It's a nice, <laughs> it's a nice, but I do love Austria. It is beautiful. It just... It, oh, yeah. I'd like to see some nice movies, not Nazi ones. Not Nazi movies, just those, nice Austria. Those are nice, those are nice buildings, and I'd like to see them not used as layers yes it's a beautiful place beautiful, beautiful architecture beautiful hills oh great sean connery's here <sighs> sean's here here we fucking it's, go uh, movie starting now wake up dad daddy jones um calling indy junior he doesn't like uh, he prefers flynn um and their their <laughs> dynamic uh, is <laughs> their dynamic is indeed as i suspected a little bit strained. And I think I think what happens here, Sam, is notice the only thing that these two can talk about is their trades. They can only talk shop. And I think if you yeah. follow in your father's footsteps, you're doomed to this. This could have been you and your dad if you became an insurance man. Just think about that for a second. You'd just be talking about the rates <laughs> of an insurance. <laughs> the Joneses. They're Jones in for a big old shouting match. Oh, they argue. The Nazis are here. The Nazis the, are the, in the house. I did expect the Third Reich to show up here, admittedly, though, yes. Father and son are arguing over the fact that Indy brought the diary. Oh, the Daddy Jones has got a diary about, you know, all this Holy Grail stuff. He's got all the clues in his little diary. Indy actually brought it, which he wasn't supposed to do because it might fall into Nazi hands. You, you know what, Sam, as well? What's, what's particularly golden about yeah. this era is I don't think there is a time or a movie where human beings can be killed with such mirth, is the right term, such, like, yeah, yeah, joy yeah. and excitement as Nazis being killed in Indiana Jones movies. Like, I feel like a Marvel movie will never kill even, like, a strange alien with the joy and the frankness. Oh. Like, Indy's basically like, <laughs> you call me Junior one more time, I'm going to kill this Nazi with a Tommy gun. Now, Junior, come... And then they're both what? like... <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's like... It's great. It's used as punctuation to an argument to just end it. It's like, ah, and he shoots some Nazis. It is somewhat, like, I know they're Nazis. It is still somewhat jarring because it's like, people die in this movie and then Nazis really die in this movie, you oh, know? yeah, they, they proper die. So one of these nasty Nazis has got Elsa captive. Oh, no. <gasps> so Indy's like, oh, I'm going to hand over my gun. And Elsa takes the diary. She's working with the fucking Nazis. Yeah, I get why she's Indy a... struggled here because... Oh. Sean Connery's like, she's a Nazi. And he's like, right, <laughs> Sean, I know we're all meant to take your opinions on women with, at best, a pinch of salt. <laughs> all right? No, she's a woman. Kill her. She's a woman. Kill her, no. <laughs> so, you know, uh, uh, it does try to use a Nazi, though, you know? Now, there's a, there's a little scene where the two, the father and son, they talk about this situation. Uh, and Indy asks his dad, how did you know she was a Nazi? And Daddy Jones replies, she talks in her sleep. And then there's a, a little bit where the, these two lads are looking back and forth at each other, kind of wrapping their heads around, you know, uh, oh, uh, oh. And it, I feel like that scene sort of borders on being kind of gross and also kind of cute. What, do they both have had sex with the same Nazi? <laughs> 
But the, the looks that they're giving each other. I mean, Sam, I, I get yeah. awkward if I ordered the same entree as my dad in a restaurant, you know? I couldn't <laughs> imagine... we had sex with the same Nazi. Like we, we've both had sex with a Nazi. We feel weird. We've both... The same. Oh, oh my God. Like, you know? <laughs> this film is funny. I, I'm going to put it out there. It's a, fun, it's, a fun, it's a funny movie. It is. And I like when, they, when the next Nazi shows up, he, like, clicks his heel and he's like, I am a Nazi! And, you know, it's all right. There's much less ambiguity about whether or not yes. this... The heel click watch out for that yep and there's a little bit here where they've got the diary but there's some pages missing indy's given them to his mate marcus and elsa's like oh we'll we'll, we'll find him we'll track him down and then he does this whole speech of like he's got a two-day head start he's got friends in every town and village from here to sudan he speaks a dozen languages he knows every custom he's all man in. on the you'll continent right <laughs> yeah <laughs> You'll, ne- you'll never see him again. And then you cut to, uh, to to Marcus basically being like James May in, in a different country, just being like, well, I, does anyone speak English? Ah, I don't Where, know what's going where's on Where's the nearest harvester I need to eat? <laughs> I'm starving. <laughs> and he gets captured pretty much immediately after that point, which uh, is just a, a little goof. It's a bit, a, bit, a bit of fun. When they are tied to the chair and they're trying to escape, yes. what I will say as well, it was very fucking generous of their own spirit to think that they could get through several layers of rope with a pocket lighter. But when they accidentally set fire to the entire castle, we have a big madcap, another caper. This was borderline yep. Scooby-Doo-esque. Them like oh, running the, around, yeah. they going through one door, coming out another, one, like a door, you know, a wall turns around door, yeah. and there's like loads of Nazis in there being like, you know? It was very cartoony actually. And when so they, they launch a boat down the river so that the Nazis follow the boat, but actually they're getting away on a, a, a motorcycle with a sidecar, yes. which is perhaps the most cartoonish of yes. all vehicles. <laughs> Absolutely. Just think about this, right? The Great Escape... <laughs> Really emotional, cool, yeah. fist-pumping moment where he's, he's got... If there was a little... His dad was in the sidecar. Different movie. <laughs> different scene. Different career, I'm going to go as far as to say. <laughs> Very different. Very different. Also, I don't think they would have... Ma- they wouldn't have made it over the jump, I don't no, think. definitely They not. would have toppled out and rolled down the hill and it would have been funny. There's even a little bit of motorbike flagpole jousting, which, you know, taking it back to Bam Margera feels like something that the Jackass crew would have done. Absolutely. And you know, I will say as well, a shout-out to Sean Connery here, who has so mm-hmm. far not forgotten his umbrella once and is a man who can't, like, no? go to the shops where they just offering an umbrella to leaving it somewhere. to the universe you know i appreciate that <laughs> to see someone have have that shit locked down these are all very solid good fun action sequences kevin it's all it's de- it's delivering it makes me think about like remember we did mission impossible with tom cruise and it felt like yes every five ten minutes there was a really fun action sequence but in terms of the actual plot of why everyone was doing what they were doing it's like well let's draw you a diagram you know where is this it's like we have to go here why because the book says so because we have to get you the treasure and the baddies are going to get it's so fucking straightforward but the caper yes. is the the level of caper is so high, you know. Mm-hmm. As in, like, if you didn't like salty sour things, you'd send the dish back. There's so much caper in this. The plot is pretty simple, and it makes loads of room for for capers yes. and for characters. You know, we've got room for both of those things to breathe. There's girth for mirth, is what we like to say. There is girth for mirth. There's traps surrounding the holy grail. There's booby traps, and Sean's diary has the clues. That diary is back in Berlin, Uh-oh. so they've got to go back. Back to Berlin. Have to go 
to the Death Star. Are you fucking kidding me? The belly of the goddamn beast. Now, I know it's diegetic music, but the music when we get shitloads of Nazis marching around burning books is quite uh, quite upbeat. I was, yeah, quite, I was shocked you know. by it. And there was a thought I had, and this is throughout, I guess, this movie and the first Indiana Jones movie that we did, mm. Which is like, you see Nazis a lot in the movie, and they almost always yeah. have a little bit of a bit of music, but it's always different. And I think that was a choice on the composer and the director's behalf, because I feel like you can't give the Nazis a theme, could you? You can't give the Nazis a John no. Williams score. It'd be too much. So it's always <laughs> just some sort of misanthropic horn that you get later on, you know? But here, they, they were choice because they yeah. were burning books, which they love to do. They love doing that. Uh, Nazis don't deserve a light motif. I'm going to say it. Uh, I'm putting it out there. Any they motif. Don't. It was quite jaunty. And, I, you know, my foot was tapping. And I was like, oh, oh no, no, I shouldn't be enjoying this music. Speaking of jaunty, the fucking jauntiness yeah. of the hat on Elsie here. No, no Nazi should be this fucking fashionable. She was like fascist Carmen San Diego here. I had all sorts of mixed emotions <laughs> here. I'd say, oh no, I'm not really a Nazi. I just want to be immortal. Oh, come on. Pull the other one. Ah. Yeah, and Indy, he's got his controversial Halloween costume on to fit into this, this whole thing. Um, Elsa's suggesting, like, her main concern is the grail itself, not hanging out with the Nazis. But, you know, we don't... Come on, come on. But um, Oh, and also, Indy gets an actual autograph from Hitler. I yeah. guarantee Indy, Indiana you, Jones face-to-face -face with Hitler. I like that, you know? Uh, like yeah. Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker coming face-to-face. -face. I just would have really enjoyed an alternate take where he's like, I got you now, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and then, you know, he gives him a... <laughs> he sparks him out, and then there's a big brawl yeah. right there in Berlin. Throw all the Nazis on the fire. <laughs> uh, Wilhelm screens, 20 of them at least great scene it could have been they denied us the animated gif of indiana jones punching hitler in the face you know what a what a what a great thing that would have been for us culturally now kevin i don't know if this is a silly thing to say if this is a bad idea um i mean maybe famously it is i'd love a trip on a zeppelin I, i've literally written the exact same thing yeah, yeah. every I'd day i'm wishing that i'm blimping you know, and I, I don't know about you, I know that blimping ain't easy. I've heard this many a time because of the, the hydrogen and whatnot. But I was yeah. taught about the, the Zeppelin industry, the air, the great airships of the 30s and 20s. Over and over again in school, it felt like I was taught in history. I was taught it in religion for some reason. I was taught in all sorts of different classes. And every time the teacher did it with kind of like a... And it was good for the environment, it was luxurious, it was cheap, it looked cool, but someone ruined it by smoking. <laughs> and none of you better be doing that. They're a real assembly lesson of a, of a transportation Do you method. remember your yeah, PSAT yeah. lesson where you learned about the, the wily teens who ruined the aviation industry of blimps and zeppelins because they couldn't they wanted to look cool and grown up well how grown up is it now that we only have fucking planes uh, unfortunately blooming nazis on board uh, hunting for sean connery and so we get a bit of everyone's got their newspapers up so that he's going around sort of peeking behind the newspapers looking for people that is very much the 1938 equivalent of someone pulling out an earbud as well by the way i mean like sorry yeah, I just <laughs> wanna, you pulled out a yeah. broadsheet newspaper it takes me yeah. an hour to fold out come on 
<laughs> Indy, though, in disguise, punches the Nazi, throws him out of the window, uh, and says to all the other passengers, no ticket. Yeah. Because he's dressed as like a, you know, ticket ticket guy. And he, he, he's referencing Kevin Smith and Dogma there, if you remember that movie. Uh, it was a big influence, of course, on uh, George Lucas and uh, Steven Spielberg here. And fun fact <laughs> as well, they do this once a month on the trams in Manchester to someone just to, you know... <laughs> to drive the point home. I mean, it's an honor like, system, but Andy's no fool, right? No. <laughs> we get a little bit of an awkward drink and chat between father and son here. They're still, you know, struggling to uh, struggling to get on, struggling to relate. But, you know, it's... Uh, you know what? Nothing will bond you like a father and son than getting into another vehicle for another chase. Whee! Yeah, they've been turned around, so they have to... They realise they're going back to Germany. Off they go into the little dinky escape plane, which... You know, again, well, I was going to say I'd like to go on one of those, but I don't think I would like to go on one of those compared to the Zeppelin. The Zeppelin still feels much, yeah. much safer. I could, I could put my feet out in a Zeppelin. I feel like you and I as tall boys would struggle in a light Nazi aircraft from the 30s. Oh, your knees would be fucked, wouldn't they? Don't think it yeah. was built for comfort somehow for the taller gentleman. Now, this film, for the most part, looks beautiful, looks expensive, looks unctuous, as you mentioned. It, lo- it looks good. However... We- we we get some early-ish green screen stuff here, which is not terrible. And I also would argue it's not necessary. It's for a scene of, like, him... F- no. The guy gets thrown out landed on a load of luggage, and then it's like, you're meant to see him mm. on the luggage with the blimp kind of taken off overhead. And it's like, we already know we're on a blimp. We don't need any more, like, you know? Yeah. But the bit of them in the plane and, you know, firing the gun and stuff, we get, you know, they're not really in the plane. So we see a bit of green screeny stuff but mixed in with how great everything else looks in hd it looks a little bit silly but nowhere near as bad as it could have done and george lucas you're all right with that you're sure you don't want to <laughs> do you want to have, have another, you go, have another go like i mean i'm not fine, sure if, maybe he has yeah, um, it's all right no he hasn't a, he hasn't this is as, no this is as, as good as we've gotten so that's fine yeah. like you know it's like you know it's fine in the way that a new hope without extra dobacks was allegedly <laughs> fine you know, fine. Yeah. You know, what is fine? It's a code word for shit, isn't it? Like, <laughs> And they, they they have to crash land, and then they're driving away. Oh, and them in a, driving through a tunnel as a flaming plane comes into yes! the tunnel. And then, pa- and then like, passes them by, and the pilot kind of looks over. Like, he's sort of overtaking on the M1. It's it's very, very funny. So like, funny. It's proper And just long enough for you to go, have I just laughed kind of with a Nazi doing like a sardonic look and then he explodes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you don't have time to think All his skin and everything. Ah, ah, you know, it's great. And then they're like, hang on a second, Junior. Hey. I want to be sure. And Sean Connery, the aforementioned umbrella, comes in handy because he scares some seagulls. Yes, his special uh, mana that he has, which is a seagull summoning spell that he can do. (laughs) 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 Crashes a Nazi plane. Bish, bash, bosh. Oh my goodness. Sam, did you check out the stars on offer here tonight? Alternative British comedy stars out the wazoo. That's right, none other than Alexi Sale himself showing around some Nazis, showing them a car, which lets me get to do this very fun joke. Uh, Are you ready now? Maybe have a quick quick look at Alexi Sale's Wikipedia page. Familiarise yourself with them, because I don't want this to be wasted on you. I'm not doing this flippantly. Heil, oh, John got a new motor. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, uh, yes, very good, very good. He's a national socialist. <laughs> he's a national socialist. Hello, John Gotti. Uh, hello, John Gotti. <laughs> <laughs> Nazi, 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 Nazi. So it's now essentially. Um, a mad dash to immortality. It's a race for the prize. It's and the prize mad, is literally mad, the Holy Grail. Mad, world. mad dash. And the Nazis have got tanks and gangs of lads and cars and jeeps. And you just got Indy and his dad chucking along as best they can using nothing but the bootstraps by which they've pulled themselves up by. Yes, everyone's headed in the same direction. The baddies have got the map, but Indy's got Sean Connery, who sort of knows the stuff. He's like a human map, really, isn't he, of a sort? And you know what I think as well, and I didn't think there'd be more reasons to hate the Nazis, but thematically there is here, because not only are these Nazis a symbol of all that is wrong in the dark hearts of fascism, but also Mm. the hubris of the group as well. There's not even a whiff of once bitten, twice shy with regards to powers you can't possibly comprehend. He only melted a year or two back in the last one. Come on. Yeah, no, they're going for it again. Don't you remember the team meeting about melting the fez lad who was trying to protect the grail and his his whole gang they're they're got by the nazis so it's sad sad to see them go just as sean connery is about to rescue marcus who's one of the good guys but he's been captured by the nazis sean connery gets gets caught and he gets caught in a in a tank now we had a, a lot of wilhelm screams in this scene uh, there's a lot of like nazis doing yeah. big tumbles going ah yeah. But I was quite distracted because anytime a Nazi threw one of their stick grenades, we got like uh, Ninja Star sound effects. Like anytime he threw right. a stick grenade, it went. <laughs> I was expecting to get stabbed with them or something. <laughs> well, maybe they're they're sharper than they look. I don't know. That could be like a little added feature that it, it sticks in. Yeah, true, true. Indy, he's got horses, a bunch of horses. Stanley's dander was once again up. Tanks and horse. Are you sure it wasn't tanks? Because Stanley may not like tanks. You don't know. I don't know, but it was horse v tank. There's no wonder. The the, why is this fight. my favourite indie movie? Horse v Tank. There you go. Horse v Tank. Easy. Who, who's going to come out on top? And then we get Indy versus the main Nazi guy. And it's just a, a big old... Who is not Hitler, I should point out. That's the difference. Oh, no, the but the... the, the Within this group of Nazis, the main Nazi, yes, that the main Nazi within these Nazis. The, I, I thought a lad was going to go under a under a tank at one point, under the kind of the tank. What what do you call them? The tank tracks. Tracks. But we don't see it. Yeah, not wheels. They're tracks. This film isn't like super duper violent. It's quite tame on its blood and guts. But I mean, there's a cut of this where you see the big splat, right? And you're like, <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and again with the, the action shots and the chase scenes here it's all very well executed and quite fun indy's face getting squashed up against a periscope as someone's looking up at the periscope i mean that's a genius shot to think of he's fantastic uh sean connery squirting a nazi with a fountain pen and then someone taking the time to go the pen it's almost as if it's mightier <laughs> than the sword uh, ah, yeah. very uh, good and then he's like yeah um, the pen is mightier than the sword now watch this and boom missile a whole truckload of nazis boom hey. also the score is great throughout all of this i know it's john williams so it's kind of a, a, given, a given but, but it, is it is yeah it's very good. fist pumpingly yeah. good uh tank going off a cliff any vehicle going off a cliff beautiful stuff yeah. big tank going Took anything off a cliff Tucking a little tumble. <laughs> Love this. It's a false finish because you think Indy and the main Nazi, not Hitler, the main Nazi with them, have fallen to their deaths. 
and Sean's like, I thought I'd I can't, well, remember that I can't do a Sean Connery impression. I've lost, lost my boy. Is that, is that Sean Connery? <laughs> I thought I'd lost your boy. Um, uh, he, he shouldn't, he should, he's his father. He should know better than anyone that canonically the worst thing that can happen to Indiana Jones is that he can become dusty and ornery. That's it. <laughs> yes. And Indy pops up and like, hey guys, and we're, we're all back. So we've got our four, four main lads. And now they're entering the Valley of the Third Act. Ooh. Yes. The big, big temple. Big pan pipes. Now I said just a moment ago, this film isn't too explicitly violent. Oh. To be fair, a lad does get decapitated by a boob trap he does and you do see the head rolling down the it, thing it's, there's no blood it was very dry though it was like he was a big ham that yeah. got carved up at the deli or something like that he didn't have the splatter or the gristle that i would have no, expected so you know whatever blood mode turned off so you just don't see any of that <laughs> There's a big confrontation with old, old Walter Donovan. Again, he's like, my ambitions are bigger than just, you know, working with the Nazis and making them happy. I want that sweet, sweet, everlasting life. Which, you know, is, as far as, like, villain motivations go, it's one of the big ones, isn't it? You know, he just wants to live forever. He doesn't necessarily... does He, he doesn't want to take over the world or no, anything. It's, it's true, though. They say, as you get older, your politics do change and you become a little <laughs> bit more obsessed. You know, become a little bit more conservative, a little bit more obsessed with the pursuit yeah. of eternal life. These things kind of happen. Yeah. You know, when I'm looking at the manifestos, are my taxes going up? Am I getting access to the, <laughs> to the Holy Grail and the cup and the fount of eternal life? If not, I'm not voting. As simple as that. And if, look, if you're living forever, you've got to be very careful with your pension and where your money sits, is what I would look, say. the triple lock is important for the immortal. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. So Indy's like, oh, you know, Donovan, shooting me won't do anything. And he agrees pa, and pa. shoots Sean Connery. Pow! Oh. Which is a good, good ploy, because it will get Indy to go in and do all the booby traps to get the grail so, so to I save his dad. Indy read the Prima Strategy Guide, aka his dad's diary earlier on, so he's aware of the three challenges that await him. Uh, the first one being that a penitent man will pass, and that was bang out of order for me, because I was thinking that the, it was that it was a pedant of a man would pass, and I thought, I don't get through here, no bother. But no, it's, he has to kneel down to avoid... Penitent man has to kneel. The big yep. blades. It's quick time events, you know, this, basically. That's what a penance yeah. is. The second challenge, however, is this kind of ancient, dusty puzzle game called Wordle, where you've got to pick letters. <laughs> do, do, do you remember it? You might have heard about it. <laughs> he's got to pick these letters, and if he doesn't, he'll, he'll fall through. And Jehovah starts with an I. I didn't know that Jehovah started with I an I. I was going to say right here, you'd be fucked here, right? You know, with the lack of religious education, oh, yeah. like, you know. And, uh, it, but I would immediately fuck it. I, I thought I'd be screwed as well, because I was like, all right, you're going with Yahweh, right? And like, no, it's Jehovah, spelt Latin. I'm like, all right. Ah. You know, I thought a pedant of a man couldn't pass. What was going on here now? <laughs> And the final challenge. So all of these have been kind of like, you know, there's there's something Sean's been able to help out with here in his diary. You know, like, learn Latin or duck when you hear stuff about Press uh, but the, the last thing the hidden bridge unless i've missed something the game here seems to be just fucking go for it mate whoa just whoa go. sam it's the hardest challenge of oh. all you have to walk across a bridge made of the crumbliest flakiest chocolate <laughs> this whole cave is made of flake 
Yeah, it's a flaky cave. I know what you think at home, like, that's ah, easy, I could walk. No, you're thinking of a twirl where it's embossed in an outer <laughs> layer of chocolate. This is straight up just, this is, this, it's, it's flake. Yeah. It's going to fall apart. Yeah, but he makes it. And what the fuck, there's, just, there's some old guy in there. There's some guy. You know, you know I thought, there. right, he, he's there and he's like, I've been here for 800 years. I'm like, right, sorry, hate to take us all out of it, but there's no way in hell that he wouldn't just be really mad and crazy. Like, it would be so funny yeah, if yeah, like, yeah. Indy makes it through the three challenges and he comes in and the guy's like, <laughs> 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 the total madman, like, <laughs> babbling like a fool. I've got a 20,000 day Wordle streak. <laughs> And that's what's kept his brain going. So this old guy, he's just the guard of the grail, you know. He's been, he's got the eternal life from the grail, so we can have a little bit of grail juice. He's the eternal to, life to keep him going. from the eternal glug that he has bequeathed himself. Yeah, and there's there's loads of false grails and only one true grail, and the false grails will kill you. The true grail will give you eternal life. Which, as it sounds right now, feels like it isn't all it's cracked up to be, because this owl lad here has got an awful strange unflattering light on him all the time which seems to be the the curse of of eternal life the baddie comes in yeah. eternal life more like eternal strife glug 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 <laughs> and basically he becomes a nightmare creature it was basically like a halfway Whoa. between what happens in beetlejuice and what happens in the original or indiana jones uh raiders of the lost ark am, am i allowed to say that he briefly turns into doc brown from back to the future oh, yeah, he does. during this transfer yeah he, he does, does. <laughs> kind of, it's scary yeah i'm scared of him. It's okay he gets covered in that. like old man makeup then turns into Doc Brown then crumbles to dust and how you know and that he, he's, he's a, a wrong one as well and this is the difference between him and me now Sam right is that mm. he takes his drink he's like oh no I'm turning into a fucking nightmare he grabs that Elsa and he fucking shakes the bitch he's like look at me yeah well she picked it to be fair she picked the, the grail if it was you and me I'd turn around yeah. and go in the corner I'd do it there and you wouldn't <laughs> It'd sweep me up afterwards. <laughs> Is it, isn't that what cats do when they know they're like in danger? They go, they go and they hide. <laughs> I'll be over here. Don't worry about me. <laughs> the crumbles of dust over here. The, the guardian of the grail. He's like, he no, said, choose chose... wisely, not poorly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you chose poorly. I'll tell you what, I bet he bloody felt poorly when he was uh, crumbling to dust. Because I mean, that would, oh, God. Um, so there's some hidden rules here from this Grail Guardian guy. The cup can't leave the temple, so you can live forever, but you got to fucking stay here in fucking... Shit. Temple lockdown. Bullshit. Shit. Rubbish. But you can take it far enough out that you can go back to your dad and make your dad all better. So that's good. Is he immortal um, now? Because, I mean, I know I said earlier, but like, I'm, no. I'm getting worried now about Sean Connery being immortal. I don't like that. I think what the Holy Grail, obviously I'm an expert on this, the Holy Grail in the water does is it will make you better for a bit, but you have to keep drinking it. Uh, or it's like um, one of them so, vaccines then, is it, Sam, eh? Huh? Yeah, you, hey? you, you got to have your, your, your Holy Grail booster. Mm. Yes, and so he's not going to have the booster, but he's going to be better in the short term, which is good. And they just kind of pour it on his wounds and it makes them all better. Very nice. Um, Elsa. Oh, Elsa. Oh, Elsa. She excitedly, knowing that they've got the actual fucking Holy Grail, takes the cup. It's like, come on, Indy, we've got the cup, let's go. And she walks across the seal, which the Guardian guy was like, don't, guys, you can have the cup, you can make your dad better, just don't cross the seal and with it. I did say um, to read all the instructions before you began. <laughs> 
and uh, whoa, whoa, big old chasm opens, and this feels so video gamey and like yeah. quick time eventy. Like, the cup just lands on a little ridge on the side, and she's sort of reaching down to get it. Indy's holding on to her, um, but she's mad with power. She wants the Grail. She reaches too far, and you know what? Just before we're falls. about to judge, as soon as she falls, Indy's like, "Now I'm gonna get me some." Just the same, same fucking thing. <laughs> He's probably he probably watched that happen. It was like. Well, I've got longer arms, so I'm going to be fine here. This is it's all right. It's all right. I did Google. I am taller than Harrison Ford, so I would have gotten it. But it's fine. Yeah, you know, because in this case, you know, like if it was Sean Connery with me, he would be like, "No, you can actually get it. Go reach, grab it." Like, yeah, I will. I will now. Hang on. There you are. All right. But in this instance, his dad's just saying, "Let it go." Just hey, Indiana, just let it go. Let Easy for you to say, you're immortal. Uh, well, the guardian of the grail looks on and sort of waves by and is fine. But I'm like, that's the fucking grail that you're guarding, mate. And it's fallen down a big chasm. And you're not like, oh, for fuck's sake, guys. I've been here for 700 years. You don't hate this, Sam. Jesus. He'd fucking be furious. Oh. I've only got the one cup yeah. and you've fucking chucked it down a chasm now. Thanks. <laughs> Why is he not coming back? Why do you think he's got no crockery? I mean, so maybe the Guardian of the Grail is like, thank fuck I get to die now. That's, you know, because the, the Grail's fallen down a big hole. I can't get my special Grail juice. I'm out. See you guys. Thank you for letting me die. It's best. kind of what you said about having an out, you yeah. know. He's stuck with that responsibility for years and maybe it's just like, right, now's my time. Off I go. See you later. I'm also going to destroy the temple now as well, just so y'all know. <laughs> yeah, go on. And they, the lads, they ride off into the sunset. We get the music ba, and everything. Ba, 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 And that's the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. We'll fucking see you in Indiana Jones number four. Yes. Yeah. And the dog's oh. name was Indy. That's why he's got a dog complex. There you go. Yes. Sam, there we go. That is a yeah. it's a fun movie. I don't know what other way to say it. It's a fun, yeah. action-packed two hours. Dare I say, it is still in my mind the perfect Indiana Jones movie. If there is such a thing, it is this. The third time is undeniably, in this case, the charm. Because they've really knocked it out of the park on the third go with this one. And stuck it's, the landing as well. And stuck the landing, yeah. And so it's rounding out the trilogy, the end there, perfect. Well done, guys. You did it. And it was nice. A nice ending to the franchise. It was nice to see all the bile and venom and hatred of the second movie channeled towards Nazis <laughs> instead of, like, you know, Indian people, for instance. You know, it was, it was yes. nice to see the hate used for good as opposed to just plain old-fashioned hate, you know? It really feels like a film that has, you know, responded well to negative feedback from the previous instalment, right? It's like, like, what bits did you like about like the response. first one? What bits did you not like about it? You know, it's like the bits you didn't like are gone. The caperish elements of number two and the kind of mystery and adventure of the first, I feel, have been combined together. And I just, yeah, it's it's honestly, it's rare that a movie can invoke everything from James Bond to the mummy to, you know, just straight up pure adventure video game fun. You know, it is, yeah. it is even in 2022, a fabulous example of the genre. You know, I feel like you, you know, mm -hmm. anyone could see this of any age or walk of life and would come away with a big smile on their face. And for a special Christmas dad bonus time, you could fall asleep at any point in this movie, wake up and still be in time for a set piece. Yeah. You're not missing yeah. the best bit yes. ever. 
I was thinking that this is the kind of sequel that I like where you don't really need to have seen the previous ones. But if you have, there's some little details that you'll have fun with. But it's not like essential no. reading. It's still an adventure with a character that you can easily grasp and understand. It's not like when I tried to watch some of the, you know, the recent Spider-Mans. I thought, oh, maybe I can. No. No, I've got, I've got a Go do your background work. reading to even have an idea what the fuck's going on. So that's a good kind of sequel. It's better than the other two films, I'd say. It was fun. Is there anything about you didn't like? Uh... Not really, you know? I thought all the performances were great. And Sean, Sean Connery is like, he's used very well in that. It's kind of, if you're someone who's like got a raging hard on for Sean Connery and you think he's Mr. Hollywood and Mr. Action, he's not treated like yeah. a total buffoon. But also as well, there's like, it's not like when you're watching The Rock or The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen where it felt like the producers and the directors and the writers were trying to give this old man another, you know, run in the sun and make him feel like he was 29 again. This felt very much yeah. like an age-appropriate use of Sean Connery for perhaps the first and only time on this podcast maybe with the exception yeah, of highlander where he's immortal i think it was a, a perfect yeah you're right a perfect way of using him the right sort of person to bring in it all made sense mm, mm. it felt right mm. it just a, a really good feeling the plot was simple enough that you can you can follow along and you, you've got all that room for some really silly exciting well put together chase and action sequences there's jokes in yeah, this it's them. funny it but it's like inoffensively funny yeah, i know it's part. amazing like it's- i'm glad we took your your indie fandom out of the gutter and put it up on the shelf of prestige now just before we go and do indiana yeah. jones number four where that is going to be rocked right well, off that shelf look i mean if they've built on you know the feedback from the first two for this third one then the fourth one presumably and i mean i've already seen it they're gonna knock it out of the park and it's gonna be the best one so i can't can't wait for that well sam you're, you've had a good time you're excited for the had future a great of indie indy 5 i'm sure will be here before we know it i, <laughs> yes. I mean I'm, I'm really excited to find out what is your star wipe rating for indiana jones and the last crusade okay so indiana jones one was three star wipes indiana jones two two star wipes Indiana Jones 3, 4 Star Wars. You heard it here first, Junior. Oh, thanks for listening to another episode of Cinema Swirl. This episode was produced by Kevin, edited by me, Sam, and I also did the music. If you want to support the show, then patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl is the way to go. If you want to follow us on the socials, we're at cinema swirl on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash cinemaswirl on Facebook, which is where our votes for episodes take place. If you've got questions, queries, comments, or anything else for the mailbag, then send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Please do keep recommending the show to your friends if you think they'll like it, or even if you don't think they'll like it, just recommend it anyway. Oh, and if there are any bits in recent episodes that you think would make particularly nice video clips, you know, the kind of thing we've had on our socials recently, then send us a tweet and let us know. All right, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye.